Ever since we launched this podcast, the focus is moms. However, Michael Gervais has been on the top of the list for guests. So you have been talking about I have. I have. So Mike, officially welcome to your mom. Thank you. It is great to have you here. Many people know your work, but for those who don't know, high performance psychologist, co-founder of Compete to Create, Finding Mastery is one of the best podcast listens out there. And you work on, I mean, you do a lot of different things, but high performance mindset training. Is that? Yeah, that's it. I mean, the, the background in the science is in classically trained as a psychologist with a specialization in sport and performance. And if there was a subspecialty, it would be in consequential or stressful environments. Wow. Yeah. Which Lisa so finds, so, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel like I we just need to, to start right out of the gate. Yeah. Sometimes it's the arena, sometimes it's the living room. Help me. And that was when we, Lisa and I were recording very early on when we started this thing. And she was talking about, I said, tell me what game day is like for you. And she turned like ashen. Oh yeah. That's, <laughs> a, good, that's a good question. Though. Yeah. yeah. And I think, and, and it is stressful. And there's, I think as a parent, there's not a lot you can do when your child is well no, maybe well, there is there is There's so that's actually I guess my question yeah. tell me You're, is that where okay good. let's start there yes. let's start there well, why, why don't you start with what it's like for you first yeah oh it's 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 out of, out of my control. So mm -hmm. you have zero control on what's happening, but you, you have so much care and concern of the outcome, the health and safety of my son and all the, you know, all of his friends as well too. But, oh my gosh, it's just, it's, and then you, all these things go through your head and you just, I just get so stressed and so nervous and help me. That, well, you're <laughs> and describing... I don't like to drink that much. I get, I get that much. I'm not a drinker. <laughs> that much. That yeah, much. Right, and I yeah. don't do drugs. So like, that's not going to help. So don't like try to medicate me. <laughs> that would have been that's an amazing answer. Tequila goes a long way. Okay, so what you're describing is the ideal recipe for anxiety, right? It's focusing on the things that are outside of your control right. and hoping that they're going to work out okay. And But it's not hope, it's actually anxiousness because there's nothing you can do about that potential future. So then how do you kind of take control back is that you, and it sounds, it's going to sound really simple, is that Great. you focus on what's in your control. And it sounds so simple to yeah. do, but then we got to drill down underneath of it and be very clear, like, what are the things that are 100% under your control? Okay, so your, it's, the technical term is called arousal regulation, right? Wow, so I, it's, I know, I like very that. technical, but it's down. being, it's, it's having the ability to be calm in any environment. Right. So where does that come from? Breathing. And what you say to yourself, you know, it's those two things. Right. And so, I mean, it sounds so simple, but that's yeah. really what your son and great athletes across the planet, musicians and artists, that's what they work on is mastering their skills from the inside out. Right. Here's the ultimate freedom. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. You have complete control over your experience in life. That's the ultimate. That's, that's what mastery of self really is about. Yeah, and it's it's That's not true. an easy path, but no, it is. It's hard, so you have to not care what anybody else thinks. Oh, well, now you're talking yeah, about yeah. something really yeah. fun, yeah. right? Yes, yes. Which yeah. Is, we were just talking about this. Yes, no, FOPO is It's one of my favorite yes. terms. Is it? I think you, you love that. Yeah. Well, and I'm pretty sure you quite, well, this yeah. the first time I heard it was from you. Yeah. So FOPO is. So fear of people's opinions. And really fun. In November, um, I've got a book with HBR, Harvard Business Review, on this phenomenon, which is this underlying current that I think is available to most people, which is this excessive worry about what are they gonna think about me or what are they thinking about me, which 
pulls us out of the ability to focus on what's happening now. And if the task of focusing on right now is to be calm and relaxed and confident or loving and kind, and we're focusing on what they might be thinking, uh, we've just diluted our ability to be fully present. And so it's this thing that is pervasive. And I think most of us can wave a small flag or a big flag to say, I recognize I've got this fear of what they might think of me. I heard you, and I, I think this was a listen to one of your podcasts where you talk about, it's like our brains are wired this way for survival, right? Yeah. So because you yeah. want to fit in. That's exactly right. critical to our existence. Yeah. That's exa we're social beings first. Yeah. And we, we act like we're individuals, but we're social beings first. And so if you don't, if you don't give me like the right signals that I'm okay in your eyes, then a million years ago, hundreds of thousands of years ago, I was kicked out of the tribe. And so we're attuned to that now. So we've got this ancient brain, but hasn't quite figured out how to adapt to modern dilemmas. And the most significant threat in modern times for most people, it's not the, the dark alley. It's the person across the, 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 the boardroom table, the, the living room. The boss. living room table, the boss, or your friends even, yeah, oddly right, enough. Right. What yeah. they think of you becomes really problematic for many of us. So we're obviously going to read the book to figure out Thank exactly. You. But like what, to unlock, what's at the heart of the message that you're trying to, you know, get across in the book of what people can do to, as, I, sign me up. Like I would okay, love to good. just too. be yeah, able good. to, we always, my brother and yeah, I always joke, but I can't wait. Yeah, like, really a, like a month, like two months, yeah. three, like a we, year long workshop. Be really we, we always say, my brother and I always say, I can't wait till I'm old enough to not give a shit right. what other people think. So why do we have to wait? Right. I have yeah, that same thought. Yes. I have that yeah. same exact thought. And then there's this idea that like with age is wisdom, but we don't have to wait to right. one day be so old that it's not You'll important regret. anymore. You'll look back and yeah. regret it. Regret you can it. do like, it now. Why did I care so much? Nobody else did. Yeah. Well, they're all in their head worrying about but what exactly. you're thinking. Right. Exactly. You know, right? Like, so it's a, yeah. so the, the number one message is that um, it is important to know what people are thinking. That is important, but it, not at the cost of your own sense of well-being, not of, at the cost of your ability to be in the present moment and be authentically you. And certainly that is one of the culprits of a person's potential. So what's the message? Turn inward and have this and exercise and work the skills so that you can be free in any environment that you're in. So, yeah. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Right now. Yeah. You, no, yeah. I, do you have a breathing practice? I don't, you know, game day, the other thing I do too prior is I always try to run runner oh, and that yeah. helps because i think it just like exhausts my nervous system so much yeah. that i can't be anxious or but the days I, I have a good run and then i go to the game i always fall back and, well at least i got my work at it yeah, that's at good. least no what happens and that, yeah. that helps but and i do i think running helps with the breathing it helps with like rhythmic breathing it does. So i kind of pull back on that a little bit but i don't have a specific breathing routine help me so let's just stay on the, the running for a minute one of the other things it does if you think about like a glass of cup i'm sorry a glass of water and it's completely full. That's what anxiety feels like. Like you're walking around, you've got to have some movement in your life, but you can't spill the water, right? right? It's like, exactly, there's, yeah. it's a really called, good analogy. It, does it fit? Yeah, yeah, yeah right, yeah. The water, that's good. So there's, it's called a high cortical arousal. Yeah. So there's so much internal electricity that it just feels really scratchy or unsettling or like almost overwhelming. Your stomach. Yeah. yeah. And so one of the ways to empty some of that water out of the container is certainly doing exercise or whatever. Another way is breathing to downregulate. I'll explain that in a minute. And another way is to do things that are that fully absorb your attention. So a small example could be a great conversation with somebody 
but you're fully in it, right? right? right. Or juggling as another example, like you have to be fully in it to do it. Okay. And then, so, but the breathing strategy is, it's not complicated, but mm -hmm. it's, we think that it's about 10 long exhales in a row is where you begin to kick on your relaxation mechanisms in your brain. And the focus is the exhale? Yeah, so the focus is on the exhale and it's about 10 seconds, let's say five seconds in, 10 seconds out. For most people, it's a pretty good start. Six seconds in maybe, 12 seconds out, you know, something like that. And then about the 10th, you, your body starts to go, oh, I'm okay. There's no saber tooth chasing me. And like, this moment's actually quite nice. I'm in my living room and like, yeah, right. And then last thing, we'll, we'll stick with your experience for one more moment is like, anxiety is a fear of the future. So what are the fears that you're working from? Well, what are the fears I'm working from? Anticipating what's going to happen. Yeah, and so the catastrophe is it could go really bad. Right. Football's rugged, dangerous, da da da. And so it's just kind of sitting with that, that like, that's his choice. I'm gonna love him no matter what. He's gotta live his life in the most dynamic way and I'm gonna support it fully. And that's, that's a really cool role that you've taken in, in your kids' lives. You know, it doesn't mean it's easy. No. Well, and then when I'm around him, I fake it. Oh, like, do you? Oh, no, it's fine. It's great. Yeah. Oh, I was completely calm. You know, we just sat there and clapped. Great way to go, son. Yeah. He, he, know, he knows. He knows. He knows. No, he knows. Yeah, he right. So knows. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm not very good at fake. I'm not a great actress. <laughs> and we have had other moms say that your kids can feel sense, yeah. your energy. And I we think about yeah. that because I feel like I'm doing, I'm not doing him a service by being right. anxious and, and nervous. I'm like, that's not helping him. No. Well, you know what? So on, on your point is that we are, we are designed for survival. Our brain is designed for survival. And this is why anxiety is such a prevalent issue for all humans right now at some level, is that so our brain scans the world for danger. And if I look over at you, Ashley, and you're kind of, your eyes are darting around or your breathing is up in your chest or you're kind of fidgety, and I'm like, whoa, what is she noticing that's dangerous? Is it something about this environment? Is it me? Is it something else? Maybe she knows something I don't know. So now my antenna, yeah, my I got to match that level of survival and so you know birds of a feather the flock together yeah. like that type of thing is really true so <laughs> it's amazing as you're saying that is this is as calm as i have felt sitting next to you totally, this whole yeah. week oh, so that's fun yeah, I, yeah. i'm living oh, yeah. what you're talking about very oh, yeah. very real time i get so you have a 14 year old son grayson i do yeah thank um, you and i love when you talk about kind of the journey that the parenting journey that you go on because there's you're, you have so much knowledge and the way that you think and are so intentional about so many things but He's an athlete. He is. And I would just be curious, there's a lot of parents obviously who listen to this podcast who are trying to navigate how much involvement, how much do I pull back? How do I encourage? How do I not overstep? Right? Yeah, and you gave a tree analogy yeah. the other day that I just absolutely oh, yeah. loved about the roots. Oh, yeah. and, the, and, and so I just, to your yeah. high level, you know, what from a parenting perspective, um, what advice would you give for parents who are navigating the youth sports? Well, I don't, there's, First of all, there's no clear roadmap. And so we are making it up as we go because each child, each person is uniquely different. Um, and you said your child's an athlete. And the first thing I, I, as I said, yes, I said, why did I say that? So, no, he's athletic. So I would never box him into being an athlete. And I wouldn't say if you said, oh, oh, he's an artist then? No, he's artistic. So I wouldn't, first and foremost, I wouldn't, I wouldn't foreclose the identity. Yeah. So there's this. At this age, the teenage years, what all of us were trying to do is sort out, like, who are we? Mm -hmm. right. And if the adults around are like, 
all we talk about is something and we're labeling them a certain way. Now, what happens when they go out and do their thing that they love doing, right? Call it my son is volleyball right now. That he goes out to do that, then his identity is at stake, which is way different than just trying to figure out how to watch the ball and hit the ball or whatever. So that's the first thing is like, open it up so that you don't see them as just one way and help them not to label themselves in that way. The second is, um, I say for parents, just be great at the car ride home. Mm-hmm. If, start there. Right. That's right. You yeah. know the car oh, ride yeah. home, oh, right? Absolutely. This yeah. is why yeah. kids leave sport. Right. Oh, 100%. It's yeah. so intense. You got the anxious parents. Oh, right. Why didn't you get this rep? What happened to your, uh, we, you've been talking about working on your high elbow, whatever the thing might be. <laughs> like, and so like, how, how do you, day? how do you do that? How do you make the car ride so, great? Yeah. Um, how was your practice? I do ask that, mm-hmm. right? And he'll say fine or whatever. There's not a whole right. lot of information. Yeah. And then I say, great. And then it's just kind of quiet. And then soon, as, as at, at the moment that feels right, I'll say, how was school? You know, and then just kind of go into that. And I'm just trying to get them to talk about. Mm-hmm. And here's the questions I ask. I say, um, what, open-ended questions. What was the funniest thing you experienced today? What was the scariest thing that you had going on today? Um, did you, where'd you get challenged the most? And so I'm asking these open-ended questions about the fullness of the experience. And he looks at me like, you know, come on, Dad. I was going to say, 14-year-old boys come in particular right. are usually the on, most serious. Yeah, they are not dominant. Yeah. Except for Luke. I'm the youngest. But when you ask them the funniest thing, yeah, they usually light that's a, that's, up, right? That's, that's, a, that's a go-to. Like, that right. opens up, right? Sometimes, and then sometimes I get them with, oh, what'd you have for lunch? You know, like yeah, that type right. of thing. Or who'd yeah. you sit with? Yeah, what'd you talk what, about? I like the word, who'd you yeah. sit with? Yeah. yeah. Same people, Dad. Yeah, same people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, do they have a girlfriend or whatever you talk? I don't know. Yeah. How old is your son? Um, the, the youngest? The youngest is 21. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> so you're out of this phase. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Way out yeah. of it. But when he was little, he was like, oh my gosh, he held, I swear, he like held onto my leg and just talked incessantly, diet trap. Yeah. I think it was almost like he was practicing English. It was really funny. Uh, yeah. He was cute. He was cute. And then you left him at a birthday party when he was two. Talked to them. Yeah, yeah. And he was fine. Yeah, that's yeah. survival. <laughs> He's a survivor. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. I promise. Yeah. But let me do the tree analogy really quickly. Yeah, okay, is good. that um, relationships, beautiful relationships, are like two strong trees. And they're separate and there's space between the trunks. And their roots are well grounded. And those roots for humans are like knowing your values, knowing your personal philosophy, having a sense of who you are and what you stand for. That's really what the roots are. And then and then you've got these really strong trunks that come out of that. And if you think about the two people, the two tr- the two trees that they've got they've got the ability to touch and intermingle at the branches. And then they can sway together, they can be together in that way. But what happened for me in my life, the reason I know this so well is my wife and I met when we were 15. Wow. And so we had good roots, but then we grew together really quickly. And so the trunks started to get intertwined with each other. And when those trunks get intertwined, you can lose yourself. And so we lost each other in the relationship until, and my wife and I are married. It's been 30 plus years. It's amazing. At year seven of our marriage, she's like, you gotta, you gotta go. You gotta move out. Like, I love you. You're a good human, but I've, I don't know who I am. And thank God she did it because we went to work, we rolled up our sleeves, we did that work on the relationship. And so we had to we had to figure out like what does that strength of separation feel like so that we can sway in the wind together wow. and not sway not sway in the way that it feels like um, 
we've lost our own way and that we can I can Each be there yeah I can be there for her when she's wobbling and she can be there for me when I'm wobbling so that yeah. that analogy holds like wow. deep deep waters for me yeah that's powerful yeah wow. it's good it was a good training yeah and so much credit to your wife for being able to identify it and credit to you oh, for yeah. being able to say let's go to work on it because I think a lot of marriages yeah. and relationships dissolve well, because of that. I mean, you can imagine 30 years old and she says, like, we're done. Yeah. Like, that was the age. And so that's a it's a tough age for marriages and, yeah, and people in general. And so... And did you have kids at that point? No. So, so we had that luxury okay, that it wasn't so that was, complicated yeah. with that variable. But I, I'll, I didn't think we were going to talk about this today, but <laughs> we're, we're in it. Yeah, right. Yeah. She, uh, she was very clear, like, I, I'm, I am done. It's like you know that feeling when like right. like there, there's nothing left I say for that me. On a daily to, 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 yeah, yeah. No, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and so credit to her for like wow. rolling the sleeves and for doing the work. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And both of you doing the work and then coming back together, probably stronger and yeah, better. Yeah, that's right. And then you can support each other. That's really impressive. Wow. The key question, yeah. stay here for just one more moment, is a key question that the psychologist looked over at us, and I'm Italian. I identify with Italian roots. She's Latin. She identifies with Cuban roots. And we got all this fire in, we're sitting on the couch, right? And we got all this fire and the therapist says, um, well, this is our first meeting back. We hadn't seen each other for a month. Well, this is about as bad as it gets, right? I was like, oh shit, yeah, so okay, here we go, right? Damn, I thought I had a chance here. Well, that's good, that's the optimist, that's perfect. And she says, uh, she goes, Mike, you know you need to work on yourself, right? I go, yeah. And then she goes, Lisa, you need to work on yourself. You know that, right? And she says, yeah. And then she goes, okay, I got two questions. Do you want to work on yourselves with each other or with another person? And I was like, oh my God, this is the question. Wow. And my wife says, and I'm, my heart's pounding. Yeah, my heart's pounding right now. This is the, mo this is the moment, right? Yeah. And she says, I don't want to work on myself with anyone. That, no, I love him. I just can't be me, back to that. And I was like, okay, I got a chance. And she goes, number two, you guys need time away from each other. And I was like, oh boy, this isn't great. And she says, here's the question. Are you going to honor your vows or no rules? Wow. And did she have to answer? Did Lisa answer first? I had, I, she first, had yeah. to. I can't. I was, yeah. I was, I was taking, I had too much space in the tree. Yeah. Can you imagine Man. that? I was like, I was hitting the panic button. And so what was the, what was her answer? Yeah. So I, I know we up, were going deep. I'm sorry, but what was her answer? Do I talk about it? Yeah, no, she said, she goes, I'm not trying to get laid. That's yeah. not what this is. And I was like, thank God. I just need some time for myself. It's that's like a, yeah, right. Yeah, no, she, no, I was, I was like, like, you go to the grocery store, you yeah. pick one person. And right. You go, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. that's not, no, that's not. Should we not do that? No, no. I'm kidding. <laughs> to each his own. Right? I'm yeah. It's your journey but, that you're on with But that. I was thankful. I was thankful oh, that it went this way. Wow. Yeah, so, oh, that, yeah. Wow. Thank that you for sharing that. Yeah, so much. A lot of people probably need to hear that because they may be in a rut and think there's no hope, but that gives people hope. Well, I'm sharing this with the, the loop back around is to your point about hope is that like a great parent, a great mom knows herself really well. Yeah. Right. So she's grounded. She's got roots and she can see her kid like and not get so freaked out, not to be that trunk that's so close to it. And that's actually what enmeshment is when the two trunks are so close that when when the kid wobbles, the other wobbles. But yes, yeah. to your point, yes. But I'm doing I'm doing like enmeshment and codependency now. Okay. And what we want to do is have like one person wobbles and the other one can just be sturdy, can be still and, and say, I'm here for you. And we didn't have that. Most, I think, parents and kids don't quite have that. 
they're parenting the same way that they were parented, right? Right, which right. is a little bit of frustration and tolerance and anxiety, yeah. right? And the world is different now. Right. So my, my hope and dream for people is that they deeply invest in themselves, they know their virtues, they practice the psychological skills to be about them in any environment, and that level of flourishing is available to all of us, independent of sport, parenting, whatever, but it does take work. Just like you train your body to be fit, you can train your mind in the same way. I feel, I know we have to let you go because you've got can about a million other interviews, but I just need to meet you. I know. How many Super Bowls have you been to? Two. I was two. fortunate enough to participate with the Seahawks okay. at two of them. So the very last thing is, what is, if you had a chance to talk to these guys before they take the field, what's what's the message? Or I guess it's probably before, right? It's, maybe it's, it's earlier well than before. That. Yeah, but the thing right, the thing right on it is as they're walking out of the tunnel, like all you want them to do is kind of nodding their head. You know, and it's this it's this quiet nod like I'm going to go do my thing. I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm kind of a badass. Let's go. I got a great teammate. Like, let's go. And so it's a nodding of the head. But you want them to trust their whole body of work and go go experience like everything that it has to offer. But I would say the Super Bowl, in my mind, this is going to sound blasphemous, is not different than pregame number two. It's not different than a practice. So when it comes from the psychology and emotional part of the game, and I've seen your son warm up. He's got one of, I think, one, a world-class warm up. Like the way he moves. Do you, do you think he does too much warm up? Um, I, I wouldn't know volume and yeah. intensity of it, but 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 he, you can tell he knows exactly. He's got a program that he's put together, and the the, the point that I would want to make is like trust your full body of work so that you can nod your head. If you're not training your mind, it's kind of a crapshoot how you're going to deal with a mistake, right. how you're going to deal with a boo, a cheer or whatever, a drop ball of whatever. Right. So train your mind so you can be in the present moment. And when you do that, the external world does not define your internal experience. And right. like that's, yes, that's mastery. That is. That's oh. mastery. Yeah. You make it sound so easy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't. You don't. Yeah, thank you, don't. you. You guys are great. Mike thank Chauvet, you so you much. You are the best. Yeah. If people want to find, guys. I mean, Finding Mastery is your podcast. Anywhere that's else that we'd want to point people it's to. It's the most fun place okay. to, to celebrate. Yeah. Sure. Let's go. Yeah, yeah exactly. We're going to hire you as Lisa's personal life coach. Yeah, show us your ring. Show us the ring. That's insane. Yeah, that just came up. Super Bowl ring, what year? Uh, this was 12, 13, the first oh, year. I, yeah. That one hurts my soul. We won that was against the Broncos, right? Oh, are you? Yeah. I, see I you're can't talk orange. about that. Yeah, I, I know. can't talk about that game. That was the saddest. Oh, that was, but you know what? That wasn't that was even, you couldn't have even enjoyed, we couldn't have even enjoyed one second of it. Like it wasn't no, even it like there was a wrong. moment yeah. that For, yeah, it we started, felt like it, it yeah, was no. not meant to be. Like our divisional playoff game. Yeah, exactly. Well, All right. Enjoy I had the a fun rest time. of your day. Yes. You are the best. Well, that was very <laughs> We're going to try and get you back Appreciate on at some point for yeah. longer, but good amazing. luck. And we're excited to read the book. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Appreciate amazing. it. Okay, thank, good. You. thank you. Thank you.